0: This is Daniel Gallardo and you're listening to the Tenkara Cast, a podcast about the simple Japanese method of fly fishing, Tenkara. In the Tenkara Cast, we'll be sharing information on techniques, history, philosophy, and Tenkara stories from anglers all over the world. This podcast is brought to you by Tenkara Yosei, introducing Tenkara outside of Japan since 2009. It's only possible we create content such as this podcast and videos because of your support. So we thank you so very much for purchasing Tenkara Yosei Rods, Lines and Flies. I hope you enjoy learning more about the simple method of fly fishing.
1: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Tenkara Cast. I appreciate you joining me here. Uh, Today I'm in a very cool makeshift studio, uh, the Tenkara Van. I uh, just put some uh, insulation on the windows and (laughs) closed all the doors. Hopefully the sound will be okay because I am on the road. Uh, I've been on the road for 11 days now uh, with my wife Margaret, our dog, our husky Shiso, and myself hitting the Pacific Northwest primarily. And this is the 11th uh, early morning. Later today we're going to be heading out into the woods for uh, three days of backpacking with the Adventure Film School where we're collaborating with them, creating a film on Tenkada or multiple films possibly. We'll see what happens. Uh, And hopefully you'll see something out of that pretty soon. But in any case, a lot has happened in 11 days. Uh, The main thing is I've been kind of learning how to live out of a van. I've never done that before. This is the first time. Uh, Recently I acquired a really cool eurovan uh 2002 volkswagen eurovan and i got the weekender edition uh, not the full camper it's just a weekender which has a pop top so we sleep up on top at nighttime and it does have plenty of space for our dog in our back seat he claimed a seat immediately upon purchasing uh the van and then on the back we have you know storage space and that kind of thing and that uh you know, I got the biz the, the van for the business, uh because I can carry cargo sometimes and when I have to carry multiple passengers like during the summit, the Tenkara summit which is coming up September sixteenth, you know I'm gonna have Doctor Shigaki from Japan, the staff members of Tenkata Yosei, I can carry seven people in the van, but I can use it for cool things like this, like a road trip, the Tenkata book tour that I'm doing. Uh, right now, we are parked in, uh, outside of Seattle in the National Forest area. Uh, we've been camping in this area here for about three, I think this is our third night. Um, pretty cool area. You know, we got in here, uh, this is um, half, a little under halfway through our trip, but I did a presentation with one of the fly shops that we work with in Issaquah, Washington, outside of Seattle, uh, Creekside Angling. The next day, we worked with uh, Wayward Angling uh, or Wayward Collective. It's an outdoor kind of store uh, in Bellevue. Uh, so did a couple of clinics here, and then every night after the clinics, we would come back up to the national forest and any, pretty much anywhere with national forest, uh, you're free to camp. And the interesting thing about this, I've been camping national forest lands for many many years. I uh, just love dispersed camping. You know, don't have to pay for it. I don't really need a lot of amenities. I'm pretty good, pretty self-contained usually when I'm camping. and But this stretch here where we are, I've never seen this many campers before in National Forest Land, especially the the van life dwellers, you know, the, the sprinter vans. Um, almost every pullout along this dirt road that we found uh, close to a river um, has a person camping. Most of them are sprinter vans that kind of thing so that's just some you know something speaking to the popularity of the the whole van life dwelling and that's the first thing i wanted to talk a little bit about today you know the van life thing and then i want to talk about the fishing that i've done which has been very very cool especially fishing for bass which will be interesting but in terms of the the Very interesting, definitely not as glamorous as a lot of people think, (laughs) you know, it's hard living off of a van, especially, you know, two people, uh, a dog, and, you know, it's a fairly small van, which is what I wanted, I want to have something that I can drive in the city without feeling like I'm driving a huge truck, Uh, the Eurovan does a great job at that, it's very maneuverable, I can park in any parking spot I want, Um, so that's really cool but you know it it does have its challenges so we're learning things along the way i finally feel like we're kind of getting the groove of things of living off of a van for a while um the other day we were trying to figure out like man we got to take a shower i mean yeah we can get a hotel room (laughs) to shower but that's not very good and we actually do have a very cool shower in the van that i bought by nemo and e-m-o i tried to put a link to the uh shower product um but it's just a pressurized foot pump and it holds about seven gallons of water. We've used it uh, two times so far to actually take showers, and that has been very handy. But when you know, if the temperatures are a little cooler, not great, um, and we don't use shampoo, you know, uh, we do use a little bit of biodegradable like Dr. Broner's if we're camping and we try to, you know, take the shower over uh, pack dirt, you know, like close to the road and that kind of thing instead of. Uh, Uh, grass and that kind of thing so that we don't have an impact essentially on on land but poor margaret you know doesn't uh she can't i don't let her use shampoo when we take a shower uh off the car so we wanted to figure out a place to take a shower and we finally learned that uh oftentimes the ymca you know is a good place for a shower so we hopped in there took a nice hot shower the other day um throughout the trip uh we've Stayed in a friend's house outside of band for a couple of nights. Uh, and that was very handy. But other than that, and then we took one hotel night uh, after we camped for three days. So we've had three nights indoors at uh, people's, you uh, know, friend's house or a hotel. The other eight nights uh, we've been camping. And that's fine. But it's kind of nice to ten- kind of take our, uh, break things up a little bit. Because, you know, we're doing clinics. We're actually working. Um, and most of the time it's okay to camp, but a shower is handy. So the YMCA was a good place. We called a truck stop nearby here, and they wanted $14 per person to take a shower. We didn't want to pay for that. So uh, YMCA was free, and that was pretty handy, and I kind of feel like they redeemed themselves a little bit because they messed up our booking for the Tenkata Summit, which forced us to change locations, Uh, and I was a little upset at the YMCA. So now I'm pretty happy with them. Uh, the other thing that we had, ran into a little bit of a challenge was uh, filling up our tanks of water. So, both the shower, which holds about seven gallons, and we're carrying a four gallon tank of water. Not a huge amount because we're expecting to be pl- in places that have water. But here uh, in this National Forest area where we are, you know, with the popularity of campers and that kind of thing using the National Forest. The closest campground, which is usually, you know, a National Forest campground is usually where I'd go look for water. Uh, there was this very threatening kind of sign saying no public use, uh, campers only, uh, no water access, no bathroom access. <laughs> and we drove in there one night, you know, because we needed to fill up our tank of water, we were running pretty, pretty low, and we could see the camp host just peeking through the blinds in his his camper. He was close to the, the only water spigot in the campground. So we just uh, drove out of there without water. And then yesterday, I had to stop at a ranger station to be, to get a permit for a backpacking trip, and they had a spigot there. So that was how we finally found some good, clean water. If anybody has advice on how to find uh, good, clean drinking water along the road to fill up tanks, um let me know i'd love to hear from you in showers as well and uh, this is a learning experience for us the other challenge that we had uh was our we took a stop yesterday to go to a dog park with our dog so he could run a little bit off leash and he decided to roll on some bear poop yeah the dog park <laughs> here uh in the northwest there's a lot of blackberries all around the dog park and i could kept seeing scat and i assumed it was bear poop Um, and he decided to roll on it. So we had to use some of the water that we had left uh, in our shower uh, to wash Shiso. Don't want to have a dog full of poop inside the van, that's for sure. (laughs) So we took care of that immediately, and then just walked with him a little bit until he dried off, and that was that. But definitely challenges um, living on the road. I kind of feel like we got a good system down. I'm going to try to make a little video before we end the trip, uh, kind of showing the setup that we have. If any of you listeners are in the Boulder area, uh, the Upslope Brewery is getting have and uh, Elevation Outdoors are having the Van Life Rally. August 16th, I believe it is. But double check on that. I don't have the note with me right now. 16th or 17th, but I think it's 16th. Uh, van Life Rally. A lot of van dwellers are kind of showing up and showing the rigs. We are going to be there, I think, how do you say? So come on by. And check that one out. It should be pretty fun. And I'm personally very curious, especially after being on the road for a while, to see how people live on the the road for more extended periods of time. Uh, In any case, the trip has been very fruitful. Um, I've been capturing a lot of really cool photography and some pretty decent video, I think. Uh, It's also, besides all the clinics, we are fishing. Not as much as we wish. Uh, It is... Uh, very tiring to be on the road, and we've been using the hammocks as much as we have been fishing. <laughs> um, but we've had a few really awesome days of fishing so far. I would say the highlight uh, of my fishing, actually we've had a little bit of fishing outside of Bend, uh, on the Fall River, and and then we had to, oh, I almost forgot, the a Bug Out. That was a really fun event put out by Jim Vandegrift uh, in Oak Ridge, Oregon um so we our first stop was banned and then we did the Tankata bug out in oak ridge you know two and a half days almost you know, of uh fishing and camping and we did some really good fishing there on the um now i'm gonna forget the name <laughs> in any case really close to oak ridge and forget the name of the north fork of the middle fork of something and it's escaping me sorry about that um Crystal clear water, big mountain streams, you know, very wide, but very much a mountain stream. So we fished there for a couple of days. When we left there, I'd say the highlight of my fishing so far has been connect, was to connect with uh, the famous author Dave Hughes and his wife Masako for some tenkata fishing for smallmouth. And that was very cool, a very new experience for me. I've never fished for smallmouth in moving water before. So we went to the John Day River uh, in Oregon, um, some lower stretch of it that Dave had access to. And we, uh, you know, I just reached out to him and it happened that he was available and he wanted to do a little project there. So we went bass fishing. And we get there and the John Day, it's very much like a mountain stream or or maybe a larger mountain river. Uh, It has all the characteristics of a mountain stream, it does feel like we're in higher, like higher desert uh, elevation. There's this beautiful bluffs all around us. Um, I was very much felt at home uh, in terms of the kind of habitat that I usually fish, but we were targeting bass, and I would never done that before. Uh, I didn't have any bass flies with me, so we started off with the Tenkata flies, um, but they were definitely not producing as much as a couple of Dave's uh, Dave Hughes uh, patterns that he had for bass. Um, so we borrowed a couple flies from him and then we had a blast we caught tons of fish Uh, the bass really kind of wanted the more like terrestrial looking flies like chernobyl ants and some kind of like large scopins. i don't recall the name of some of the flies but he did send me a photo of the main fly that produced for us that day and i'm gonna post that at encariose.com forward slash podcast on the podcast link for this particular episode on the van life and smallmouth um so i'll put a photo and the recipe that dave shot me on that page so if you want to check it out but he did say even though we caught a good number of bass uh he did say that he wasn't uh we didn't catch as big bass as usually he does in that stretch and he also thought that the bass were being a little bit pickier than usual. So we were getting a lot of uh, good drifts, a lot of good plays on the fly without getting strikes, and he said that sometimes, that's usually not the case. They tend to be a little bit more aggressive, a little bit less picky. Um, in terms of the gear that we used for that, we all stuck with the Ito. You know, it was a bigger river, so we wanted to use a longer rod so i um, set up ito for all of us dave has a roto and an iwana he didn't have the longer rod so uh, i let him him and masako use that one and they really enjoyed it Uh, dave was also using a longer like a fly line in that case that uh, he had set up just to experiment with very, very heavy. It worked okay on there, but I was, I was just using the, you know, typical level line. Uh, but I did have to go longer, like 18, actually almost 20 feet of line, 4 feet of tippet, so that I could cast on the other banks. Usually that's where we are catching most of the fish. Not all. We caught plenty of fish close by. Uh, but I was using a uh, longer line with a very long rod and a larger fly. Um and the other thing, too, like the bass, you know, like they, we caught plenty of fish on dead drifts, but they also did seem to like a little bit of twitching on the fly. So just kind of showing the bass that the fly is alive and maybe let it, you know, uh, drift down a little bit. So I'm going to create a video soon here. I got some really good footage uh, of Dave fishing for bass and a little bit of him speaking about his rig and that kind of thing. So keep an eye on uh, on our blog page on Facebook for Tenkariose for this video on smallmouth bass fishing in a mountain stream or a mountain river and I think you'll enjoy what I post there. So that's when we fish with Dave and then I've been here in the Issaquah, Bellingham National Forest area for uh, a few days. We've done a little bit of fishing on uh, uh, the Snoqualmie River uh, which is running really close to where we were. The water is very, very low. Uh, so... Usually when the water is very low like this, we've been targeting just the deepest kind of pools that we find. Um, you know, we're not find the, finding the typical kind of, uh, I mean, there's plenty of them, but not as many of the typical kind of like little runs with breaks in the current. So we're targeting more of the slower waters and catching some beautiful, I think, wild rainbows. Um, and not a huge abundance of them, We, but to be honest, we have not fished a whole lot yet. Uh, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, van life is kind of tiring, so we've done a couple of events we've had to connect a couple of people, and uh, we've also spent a lot of time um, <laughs> a good a chunk of time setting up hammocks and just taking naps as well And that's being a very good thing that i I'm very happy that I brought along is the hammocks um, but in any case, that's just a little update you know on the living in van life, a little bit on the smallmouth, bass fishing. Um, the next, uh, so we're in this area for a few more days, as I mentioned, working on a film with the Adventure Film School. We're going to be backpacking from th- today through Sunday, um, and then after this, the next destination that we have is going to be the fishing fly fishing fair in Livingston, Montana, and that's going to be August fourth and fifth. And um, I, uh, if you're in that area, we'd love to see you there. Um, We are going to spend a couple of days in the Bozeman-Livingston area, but Friday, August 4th and Saturday, August 5th is kind of our uh, next public stop, if you will. I'd love to have you join us there. Uh, Coming up soon, just another announcement. I mentioned it already, but it's worth mentioning again. August, sorry, September 16th, we're having our sixth annual Tenkata Summit. Uh, That's going to be held in Estes Park at the event center. If you go to tenkariose.com forward slash summit, you'll find the information about that. But it's promising to be a terrific event. We are expecting from 150 to 200 people. Uh, We do have a couple of very exciting speakers this year. We have Yvonne Chenard, founder uh, of Patagonia. Big Tenkata enthusiast. We've invited him to come and speak. Uh, Dr. Shigaki, again, is flying from Japan to participate. Uh, and he's going to be doing their uh, demonstrations and talking at the summit. Uh, we also have a good cast of speakers, including Adam Tran from Tenkata Fisher. Uh, we also have Jason Class, uh speaking. Matt Smith from uh <coughs> Sorry, Matt's um, ment from uh, Badger Tenkat is coming and speaking as well. Uh, so a lot of good speakers. And we also have Steve Schweitzer kind of giving us the lay of the land for fishing around Estes Park and Rocky Mountain National Park. Um, which is, if you're planning to come, pick up his book, Steve Schweitzer's uh, Fly Fishing Guide to Rocky Mountain National Park or to Indian Peaks. He's got two books now where he talks about fishing in that region. In any case, that's it for today. Just a little update on the Tenkari Cast, the van life. Take a look on the podcast page, com forward slash podcast for more information about some of the stuff that I talked today. And uh, to stay in touch with us, definitely visit our Facebook page, Facebook Tenkariose. Um, and hopefully we'll connect with you on the road. I have been getting a lot of questions of people, like whether we're going through this region or that. And the one thing that has been amazing to me is that even with three very exhausting weeks with like almost every day having packed stuff, uh, we are hitting very few places. So, you know, thank you so much for all of you who have sent questions, whether we're going through your town or your area. Um, This time we're really kind of hitting Bend, the Oak Ridge thing that we did, this Seattle kind of area, and then Montana but we'll try to make more road trips um, and or more events. Um, take a look in our events page, tencariose.com forward slash events, to stay up to date on different uh, things that we're doing along the way, and uh, not only on this trip, but in future trips as well. Thanks so much for listening, and
0: I hope you enjoy a great weekend of fishing. Thank you very much for listening to the Tencara Cast. I'd like to extend a special thank you to Nick Ogawa, also known as Takenobu. Check out his music at takenobumusic.com. We'll be posting links to any references we made in this podcast, such as Takenobu's music, on our website, www.tenkarausa.com forward slash podcast. And until next time on the Tenkara Cast.